Welcome to Political Football. This is the Super Bowl preview show where we're going to talk about the game a little bit. We're also going to talk about these coaching changes because all nine coaching changes have now taken place. And at the end, we're going to talk about some of our favorite Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, first, I want to introduce Cleve. Cleve, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. It's a um, long week, even longer season, as I mentioned last show. It's been a long... This is a... I can't even want to say this in the public realm. It's been a lot of football. It's been a lot of football. And producer Jeff is with us again this week. Producer Jeff, how are you? I'm good. I would say not enough football for me. Wow. Because I think I watched maybe college stuff. Maybe four complete games. Oh, all okay. season. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought you were auditioning for a, for a permanent spot and you know trying to appeal to my love of the game and be like, oh, no, I got to watch all the football. You got to be doing the USFL content. No. When you're forced to watch the Giants or the Jets even play each other, it, it that's brutal. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, getting into the coaching changes this, you know, that have happened here, Cleve, were there any that jumped out to you right away that you, you wanted to get something off your chest about or you want to just start running down through these? Um, well, I mean, we were talking offline, you, me, you, and Matt. The Lovey Smith one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a lovey guy. I'm, I just like the guy. I don't, I don't know. Why. I think it's anyone who could take Rex Grossman to a Super Bowl has a special place in heaven. Because um, I forgot Rex Grossman was even in the league at one point. So, so. I, I like Lovey Smith, too. And I have an acquaintance in Vegas who played for Lovey Smith at Missouri. Nice. And this acquaintance is a white Trump-loving MAGA person. Okay. And said he would run into hell for lovey smith if lovey asked him to so clearly lovey smith is well liked by the players (laughs) but they basically fired david cully to hire david cully right like if you're going to replace him with lovey smith why not just keep him for another year well i agree with i agree with you there we didn't i didn't expound enough on the the group test because i didn't want to waste show stuff (laughs) but the thing about and I said this, Lovey has the currency. You know, I'm a big currency guy. Lovey has, the, he has the currency. And like I said, going to a Super Bowl appearance, it says something, but I think it was a, a panic hire, but you're right. They could have kept who they had for cheaper. Cause Lovey, you know, Lovey's going to want, you know, he's not going to get top shelf money, but he's going to want what more than what, what Cully would have got, you know? Yeah, I mean, he was already the DC for the team, so it's not like they had to go out to hire him, but that's why it doesn't make any sense. Like, just keep Cully, keep Lovey Smith as your defensive coordinator and run it back again next year. It just, it doesn't make any sense why they got rid of David Cully. Well, well, it's the, I mean, if we take it back to college football, it's just like the star power. Like, you know, Lovey, this generation doesn't know Lovey, obviously, because all these players, you know, he was, (laughs) he was a young man when they were in their dad's, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll save that joke for the hour pod. There we go. But um, I think it's just like getting guys to come and also getting getting coaches to come there as well because he's he's gonna have to put together a squad. I doubt he's gonna keep the intact what he had because again, I think to your point, he's coming up against it's it's definitely a two year thing. He can't he can't expect to turn that turn that around in one year. And if he does, kudos to him, man. So here's the thing. I think this is a terrible hire. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl one time. Nobody remembers it. He's basically like if the Jets were a coach. And I just don't like, I don't, I, I just, I don't get it. Like it, I mean, unless they're, unless they're tanking, 
you know, unless they're like, we're going to fight. No, he had, I mean, he has, he has had, had coach experience, whether it's, you know, not a fantastic record over the span of, um, if you put all collectively, all three teams he coached for, right. If you put all of that together, he does have experience versus Cully having what one year, not even yeah, this year? was, this was Cully's first, first year, but honestly, Houston, not having the worst record in the league is a testament to David Cully. Nah, he the worst I mean, roster. I mean, Cully, Cully should have known the right, like, they, you know, I don't know. Maybe they, you know, sold him a pipe dream and he thought he might have got another chance. And and you guys are right. He shouldn't have gotten fired. The, the lovey thing, like I said, that one jumped off the page because I'm like, why would you bring him back? Only again, only because he went to a Super Bowl a thousand years ago. Right. OK, so. The Bears. Cleve, can you tell me who the Bears new head coach is? No. I, if, if you gave me a million dollars and put three guys and gave their real names, I wouldn't be able to pick out who that so guy is. It's the Colts defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Not only I have I are. not heard of this guy before, I haven't heard anybody say his name yet. Um, so obviously I don't know that much about him, which makes it hard to give a strong opinion, but he is a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. And so my question is like, why not bring in an offensive guy? Because the most important thing to the entire organization is Justin Fields, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it just shows the ineptitude in in that franchise that they, they're they setting themselves back again and they're going to ruin this kid. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he demanded a trade at some point and he just wants out of Chicago. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, when you have a second year quarterback that you traded up for in the draft, it's an offensive coach. So you have to go. So you yeah. have to go and get. Somebody you can you, you can coach up and and you know work work with. Now, this I don't know if this is in your notes anywhere, and I'm, um, I hate to tread on this. They were going to give Josh McCown a look somewhere in the league, and he's yes. coaching high school foot fucking football. Yeah, it was uh Houston was a big man, big time proponent for that. Um, and they decided that would be such a terrible look that they hired Lovey Smith instead. Um, man. Now, the next one here, I think, is actually pretty interesting. The Broncos hired the Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. And to me, this comes down to one thing. If he gets Aaron Rodgers to Denver, it was a good hire. If not, there were probably better options. Yeah, that that just that just looks weird. And we're just going to have to see how that pans out in the offseason. Well, this is one of the things where it's like um, Jim Caldwell and Adam Gase, where it's like, oh, they had – good offenses when they were a coordinator it's like well no they had Peyton Manning right yeah. like he's got Aaron Rodgers that's why he has a good offense this guy like honestly if we were coordinating offense with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback we probably win seven games a year and speaking of uh, I think Gase and uh, McAdoo are up in New England now Did you no, know McAdoo that went to, McAdoo went to Carolina is the to Carolina I know Gase is I didn't Gase know Gase was in, no Joe Judge is in New England yeah, Joe Judge. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Joe Judge and um and uh man. And then yeah, McAdoo is back at Carolina's offensive coordinator. Remember they fired Joe Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Who was now, yeah. now Buffalo? Yeah. Forgot in, about that. Yeah. To bring in. Did I say Bob McAdoo? That's a basketball player. It's Ben McAdoo. Yeah. Is Ben yeah. the coach? Yeah. I, was I think Bob McAdoo was actually good at stuff. Hmm? Yeah. Too too many McAdoo's. Like I think yeah, Bob yeah. McAdoo was good at his job though as a basketball <laughs> player. And um, the Jaguars hired Doug Peterson, former Eagles head coach, who won a Super Bowl. So Cleve obviously thinks this is the greatest hire in the history of football. Um, 
again, currency. I'm um, you know, I'm, I'm a big currency guy. That's the boomer take. Big, big on currency, whatever that gets you these days. Um, and I think um offensive minded coach played the position. Uh, he has a star quarterback that is light years ahead of what he was. So mm-hmm. he can coach him up. I think, I think it's not a bad hire. And, you know, Doug, Doug's done enough, you know, to, to get another look. What yeah. do you think? No, I completely agree that he deserves a, uh, a second chance. And by the way, for the listeners out there, I am trying to solve my sound issue by recording in a new room. Uh, the plus side is that I'm hopeful that the sound will be better from my microphone. The downside is I cannot lock the cats out of this room. So if a random meow shows up while I'm talking here, that would be Miss Schroeder giving her thoughts on Doug Peterson. And she thinks this is a decent hire when considering only Doug Peterson. Um, you know, he's won a Super Bowl recently, you know, mm-hmm. like in the last five years, did it with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. He's going to get Trevor Lawrence. I mean, all that seems fine. But to me, this is a bad hire because it isn't Byron Leftwich. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm glad you said that. So here's the thing about the Byron Leftwich thing. And I think there was some chatter on this. They were asking about the structure of the team and what powers that the, the head coach is going to have. Is he going to be parallel to the GM in making some of these decisions? And nothing was very clear cut to the point where, and then again, I'm speaking off cuff here, that Leftwich withdrew his name from the contention. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to, if you guys can't really tell me what the structure is going to be, what the power dynamic is going to be, then I'm, I'm not setting myself for, for this. So I think he wasn't the only one, but everyone was asking that. And somehow Peterman was able to work around that. Well, yeah, Doug Peterson is desperate. He's willing to work with Trent Bulky if he has to. Byron Leftwich does not have to. He'll, he'll just get a job next year if he wants. But for me, if I'm the Jaguars, I'm like, well, we want Byron Leftwich to come in, uh, played here, Fans love him, quarterback guy, teach Trevor Lawrence. Um, the Peterson hire, I believe, happened after the Brian Flores story broke. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 it did. It did. And so not that um that should make a huge difference, but you know, you just had this terrible Urban Meyer, you know, experiment. So going with the young black head coach in the light of everything that's happening, who already played for you and everybody loves, like fire who you have to fire in the front office. Like, who cares? You're the Jaguars. Yeah. Yep. The, the next one here I actually thought was a very interesting hire. The Raiders hired Josh McDaniels, the Patriots offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels is most famous for taking over the Broncos at 33 years old and nosediving them directly into the ground. Was that the Tebow era? Did he get, was that Tebow there? It would have been Tebow at the end because he was there in 09 and Tebow threw that touchdown to Demarius Thomas in 2011. Yeah. Okay, okay. So... But, yeah, it was just absolutely terrible. He was there. He didn't get along with anybody. It was just a disaster. But he's 45 now. And, honestly, I think this is a pretty good hire. He clearly has done enough, again, to deserve oh, yeah, the yeah. opportunity. I mean, that was out. Yeah, that's what I question that he – like, you don't question that guy's resume. I mean, he got, he's got Super Bowls. Right. And Current Super Bowls. Yes. And I think that he's probably going to throw the ball to Darren Waller and throw passes to Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, which is, like, very low-hanging fruit the Raiders could do to be better. Mm-hmm. You think um, Carr stays? Well, apparently when he was pitching himself for the job, he said, I have uh, solutions for Derek Carr. I can win with Derek Carr. So that makes it a lot uh, better chance that Derek Carr is going to stay. Do you think they should keep Derek Carr? Um, I think he's done enough. I think he wasn't, you know, he, he didn't play comfortable with Gruden because he had to keep proving himself. It seemed like every week he, he was playing for his job. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, up until that bonehead mistake in the end of that game, they were, you know, they were doing all right. And again, they had the season that they had, not making excuses for anybody, obviously, but he had a lot to deal with that season, this season. And I think he, I think this is like a make it or break with a new coach. Let's see what they can do, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to have to get a new quarterback at some point because they've got yeah. Holmes and Herbert in the division. Yeah. And if Aaron yeah. Rodgers comes to Denver, like you cannot yeah. bring Derek Carr to that to that battle. No. That is not, no. that is not going to work. You That's six out of your 17 games. You're going to win what? Two of them tops. That's Thanksgiving sitting at the kiddie table when you walk into the room. <laughs> the uh, Miami Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, the 49ers offensive coordinator. And I absolutely love this hire. Uh, he's very young, uh, has a strong, like analytical approach to things. We listen to him talk about it. This is like Brandon Staley last year. I think he really gets it. Um, the way that he used Debo Samuel this year was very clever. I think they're going to use Jalen Waddell. Not the same because Waddle's not as big as like a running back, but like get him the ball a bit more. And also, of course, a great hire for Tua. You know, I'm not a Tua guy, so you know I'm not a Tua guy. All I'm saying is that Tua got an offensive guy and a quarterback's coach, and Justin Fields got Matt Everflus. Good point. Checkmate. <laughs> you know, so it's a good, you know, I, I think, you know, it sets Tua up the best to be to be successful okay i i can buy that i can buy that um also you know that they need a big step up in that division and offense to challenge buffalo because buffalo is so far and away from the other three mm-hmm. teams um you know and the patriots got mac jones and i think they're kind of set being above average kind of forever yeah with, with this they probably won't ever be that bad but they're probably not gonna be that great ever mm-hmm. the jets are the jets um, yeah, and then so there's an opportunity there for somebody to come along and really do something, and I think that this is a good hire for the for the Dolphins. Now the Dolphins, of course, are run by a bunch of racist morons allegedly, so they might not it might not work out. But as far as the hire goes, I think it's uh, I think it's a good one. Would you have taken Would you have taken the hundred grand a game? Uh, no. I'm not, I mean, I'm not putting, I'm not putting your, your morality on, 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 you know, on display here. I'm just asking you like, what, like, uh, let me rephrase it. If someone with no morals, because I, I absolutely hate this idea of people doing this because it, it's just not fair, but what amount of money would someone want to, to do what, what is alleged? So like, what amount of money would be that? So here's the thing. You know, I've said before on the show a lot for the listeners, what Cleve is referencing is that Stephen Ross allegedly offered Brian Flores a hundred grand a game to lose the tank um in an effort to get Joe Burrow effectively. Um, yeah. And so what I always say is if you're not winning the if you can't win the Super Bowl coming up, you need to start making decisions for winning future Super Bowls. I don't think Stephen Ross was wrong to want to get the first overall pick to take mm-hmm. Burrow in that draft. And I'm not against tanking, as it were, in order to do that. But the thing is, the players are always going to give 100% effort because otherwise they can get hurt. They want to put good tape down. Like, they're still professionals. They're going to give 100% yeah. effort. So I wouldn't do this for a couple of reasons. One, I would not want to go and lose on purpose, right? I may, might set it up so I'm not in the best position to win. I might shut down. Like, you know, if, if we're into November, I don't want – you know, an ACL tear for somebody and they miss all of off-season conditioning, right? So I might shut down like my four best players on each side of the ball. 
Now, that's going to make it a lot harder to win, but the people coming in are going to play as hard as they can. I'm going to coach as hard as I can. Also, yeah. I don't want to lose a bunch of games and then get fired because I have a losing record. So instead mm-hmm. of a hundred thousand game, I want a contract extension. Right. Yeah, I would have. I would have just given him a, a crazy number. Like I need, I need two million, two point five million a game. Like I would, I would have made it to where he, he's like, okay, I'm sorry, sorry, I even asked that to you. And I'm like, all right, just one. That's my number, two point five. You know, I would, I would say like, I need a contract extension. To say it's like four year contract, and like I want two more years on the contract. And I want to make it so that the clause of if you fire me before, say, two years from the Collect, moment of this conversation uh, yeah. is $25 million. Yeah, that's my cash out. That, that way you don't fire me for losing games when we're, you know, going to be benching our best players and, you know, getting film on some scrubs and figuring you know, all the dust balls and figure out what's going on. Now, I'm not against doing that because the Dolphins would be in a much better position if they had Joe Burrow. Right now, see, well, see, that's the thing too, and I think you you've taught me this over the years, just playing like put a quarterback on this team and with these players, and I I think that the best place that Joe Burrow could have went was where he is. You know what I'm saying? Same same way to a landing to them because it, it it worked out in a kind of way. Just that Flores just didn't he didn't buy into her for whatever reason. Yeah, and the counter argument too is that they had the fifth pick and they passed on Herbert for Tua. So yeah, we go. Right. I, so, I couldn't so remember had, who. Yeah, I couldn't remember that. That's perfect. Yeah. Um. Which I think in that position I would have taken Tua ahead of Herbert as well if I was really? in charge of a team and drafting there. Yeah, because at the time, I mean, Tua was the number. It was tank for Tua for a long time. I mean, yeah, it, it Tua Tua fell because of that injury that he had. Yeah, the hip. So, yeah. um, you know, I probably would have taken Tua there as well. But apparently Brian Flores wanted Herbert and that came out at the time and it was contentious. I mean, um, after what we saw after Tarad punctured his lung, well, he didn't do his own lung. His lung was punctured by an idiot doctor. Yes. Um, and um, the rest is history over in Charger land. So, yeah. Yep. The uh, the next coach here, this is one, this whole situation hit uh, near to me. The Minnesota Vikings hired Kevin O'Connell, who's currently the offensive coordinator for the Rams. So this actually isn't official yet because he's gonna, you know, be the player yeah. in the Super Bowl. But coach the game, yeah. it's been reported all over the place. Um, the things the Vikings are—they're in a tough spot. Like they are in cap room hell. They can't. I thought they were gonna get rid of Cousins after this year, but because of the rest of their cap room, they can't. Like strapped, yeah, they strapped. They, they can't cut him because it costs like forty-five nope. million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> if they trade him, it's still like nineteen, I think, against the cap, and they won't ever get like a good full value for it. Cause remember when the lions traded Stafford to the Rams, they got a first round pick in return. They got a second first round pick to take Jared Goff in the contract. Yeah. Right. So the Lions got two firsts and Goff for Stafford. Stafford was really only worth the one first. Yeah. They just wanted to jettison Goff out of it. It was yeah. like, Oh, you yeah. go along. It with was that. basically the, the other first round pick was basically a dowry. To take, yeah. Exactly. To take Jared Goff. Um, and, but the thing is nobody will do that here because they know that whoever they're trying to trade. So they're stuck with cousins probably for another year, which mm. limits their upside. So they're, they're in a um, really, really tough spot here. But I mean, the Rams offense is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to tiptoe around this, but um, I got to bring this up since I got two Michigan Michiganers here. The Harbaugh thing, nine-hour interview. What could he have done to sour that whole situation? Okay, 
So obviously, I've been I, I didn't mean to do it, but I, I had to because I got both of you guys here. So I, I just want to hear what you guys got to say. So there was there's all sorts of like reports from all over the place. But I, of course, was following this, you know, minute by minute as closely as I could. So mm. Wednesday was National Signing Day. On yeah. Tuesday, the story came out that he was going to Tuesday, like early Tuesday morning, that he had a second interview on Wednesday with the Vikings. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's National Signing Day. This Yeah, why like, would they just move it up one day? Like, like that's so stupid. Okay, go ahead. Or or that like he's at like he's going. Like this is like the final put a bow on it, wrap it up sort of thing. However, yeah. the Michigan reporters were all saying that it's not a done deal and he is not approaching it like it's a done deal. He is um approaching it like he needs to actually go in and, and convince them in this interview. So fucking Vikes. Yeah. So he goes to the interview. So I'm going to make sure I get this right. The new GM of the Vikings, who slips my mind, uh, young black guy. um, Mm -hmm. He's the new GM. His best friend from college is a Michigan's quarterbacks coach. Okay. So Michigan's quarterbacks coach calls his college best friend and is like, hey, I think Harbaugh is a good fit for you guys. So it's a friend of ours. We're all mobbed up. Right. Also, the quarterbacks coach is going to go to the Vikings if this happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're yeah, they're all they're all friend of ours. They're going to go together. Probably yeah. as an offensive coordinator. So it's a promotion too. But the the new gym of the Vikings is again young analytics guy, like really sharp. And I think what happened is that Harbaugh was able to convince the general manager to hire him, and the second interview was to convince ownership. And I, Harbaugh is just the type, he just doesn't have time for anything but football. Mm -hmm. And he does not have time to kiss anyone's ass. Like, even if, like, he just wouldn't, like, if he lived in the 1500s, he'd get his head chopped off by the king. Because he just doesn't (laughs) know how or what to say or when he would he probably just show up like i'm talking football why are you asking me all these questions about what happened in san francisco and i have this sort of reputation like i win games i've been to a super bowl like lovey smith right i've taken a team a big 10 team to the college football playoff whereas lovey smith completely failed at illinois mm-hmm. like yeah what 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 do you want from me like i come from a line of coaches my brother's won a super bowl what, what what's yeah. the problem i beat my brother um i'm sorry my brother beat me in the super bowl right. but the lights went off Right, exactly. Um, it's, it was a conspiracy. So, like, that's what I think happened. I think they wanted to ask him, like, how come you had a run-in with everybody in San Francisco when he was probably like, because they're a bunch of assholes anyways back in mm. football. You know what I mean? So you think, like, he just rub, you think he just rubbed them? Like, the longer he stayed there, like, the worse it got, you think? Yeah, so I think he actually interviews poorly with people who want to feel important or are actually important. Uh, like, the owner of a team actually is important for the team. But okay. he's in his mind. I'm here to coach football. I'm not here to make you feel special. See, see, that's when you got to walk into the into the meeting. Then there's a silver tray with chapstick on it, and it's like, you need to lube up, buddy, because uh, this is about six guys. You got to kiss ass <laughs> to get this job. You like that, huh, Jeff? That was good. <laughs> what I think happened, based on our conversation last week, maybe Harry Ball went in, acted too black. Mm. <laughs> I can dig that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I could dig that. He went interview to Eric, poorly. He went to Eric Bianami interview uh school, took some tips. Oh. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, he was Colin Kaepernick's coach when um 
uh, not when it started, but Ka- Kaepernick, you know, they went to the Super Bowl together and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You can just imagine some billionaire asking Jim Harbaugh, like, well, how come you let Colin Kaepernick, blah, 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 and yeah, Harbaugh yeah, being yeah. like, are you it's kidding a, me? Yeah, this is why I do on fourth and two from the 34-yard line. This is my formation. Yeah. This is what we're, like, he doesn't have time for any of it because he's insane. I, I could totally buy what you're saying, bro. Like, he, yeah. he probably, I'm not there for all the, all the other shit. I'm here right. to talk X's and O's. Yep. Yeah, he lives it, breathes it, loves it. So, anyways, I'm happy to have him back in Ann Arbor. Uh, he's gonna have to sign a pretty massive uh, extension with a huge buyout, though, to make sure that. I mean, people... at least at least give him back the other four million you sliced off him. Well, he made it back in bonuses and then gave it away to the department uh, employees, oh, anyways. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Good but for him. The, the buyout needs to be like fifteen million for the next mm. three years, because or else other teams like James Franklin will say, "Don't go to Michigan." Because the coach is going to leave next year, come to Penn yeah. State instead. So yeah. something, something like that. But as it pertains to the Vikings, they hired this Kevin O'Connell guy from the Rams. And is he a good coach or is Sean McVay a good coach? Is Matt Stafford a good quarterback? Is Cooper Cup white Jerry Rice? Like, is like what influence does this guy actually have? We uh, we shall see. Well, so I'm saying like, so to me, this is a huge a huge gamble when you had the alternative of hiring Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. But, but given, even given the layup that you said about just what they, they got to take cousins, like you, you're, you're handcuffed to the guy the minute you walk into the building. Yeah. Like he's your guy. Well, Kirk cousins and Jim Harbaugh, I'm pretty sure hate each other. So um, <laughs> that probably would help. Wouldn't help. Allegedly. Either. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly word on the street. Um, so the Saints hired Dennis Allen, who's their defensive coordinator already. And this is, I think this is the most egregious hire out of all of them, including Matt yeah, Eberflus. Yeah. I mean, just a dumpster fire of a hire here. So first of all, this dude went eight and 28 as head coach of the Raiders. Eight yeah. and 28 as head wow. coach of the Raiders. There is no way he should be hired over Eric Bieniemy, Brian Flores, Todd Bulls. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, you can you can just keep going. You could keep going. Honestly, they'd probably be better off hiring Lovey Smith. They could have just got Josh McCown. <laughs> Seriously. I think Josh could win more than eight games, right? Yeah. Well, the Saints are in the same sort of salary cap situation the Vikings are in, but much, much worse. And they have no quarterback. And Taysom Hill has that Liz Frank injury where we establish yeah. it means you break the arch of your foot. So he's yeah. gone. Plus, the new coach probably doesn't want him anyway. So who's the quarterback yeah. going to be? Yeah, they're going to want their own guy, yeah. Um, you know, so I think Dennis Allen has been promoted to be fired this year. And yeah. we'll get one year of Dennis Allen, and then they'll cut him loose with a good draft pick and bring in some young hotshot guy with a uh, good draft pick trying to get a quarterback or something. So I think he's hired to be fired, but still, this is terrible. Yeah, there, there's always that one guy that they that they bring back, and you're like, Really? Given all the people that are still left out there, like you said, you know, Bianami, um Flores, and <laughs> just how I when I saw that name, I was like, that can't be the old Raiders coach. I can't it can't be the old Raiders ball coach. Couldn't believe that one. Yeah, I mean, eight and twenty-eight. And like and his defenses for the Saints have been middling. He's been there since 2015, and they're like, okay. You know, I that's the sort of one that really makes me mad. And then the last mm-hmm. one we have to discuss here, of course, is the famous one because this is the Giants hiring Brian Dable, who was the 
offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, and we all know about this because Bill Belichick decided to spill the beans um, before he was supposed to and get everybody sued. Yeah, hey, Bill, oh, black <laughs> Brian, white Brian, please yep. update the phone, buddy. <laughs> um, so the thing about this, uh, but all that exempted, I think Brian Dayball deserves to be a head coach. I'm surprised. He no, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, he does. I just think that this is a weird fit for the Giants because, and it's a weird fit for him because he has Daniel Jones for another year, probably. Um, and like, why not go to the Bears where you already have Justin Fields? True. You know, like I, that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's weird. Um, no, I tend to view these things through of like a fancy football lens when I'm thinking about it because I want like the players to do well. Mm-hmm. But and. For that, it's great because I mean the Bills put up stats like like crazy. I mean they put up huge numbers all over the place. We got Gabe Davis getting 200 yards in divisional playoff games, mm-hmm. but still that requires like he can get numbers from Saquon if he stays, uh, Danny Dimes if he's any good, Kenny Galladay if he's healthy, uh, and Kadarius Tony if he isn't crazy. Like there's. Yeah, the, the, there, that but, team is like a complete rebuild, except for Tony. That's the only upside. The right. only upside. Right. And when I heard, I started hearing rumors that there was a fight at Dre's in Vegas and an NFL player put somebody in the hospital. I thought, oh my God, it was a Kadarius Tony. Oh, Tony. Turns out it was Elman yeah. Camaro. Um, uh, which, yeah. Which I, which I was shocked by. But like, I don't, I don't understand. And I think that's actually unfair to Tony that I thought that, but it's just like, He's in that category no, of people I would think about would like get in that sort of trouble, you know? Yeah. Um, there we go. So I just, I think this is a good hire for the Giants. I just don't think it's the best fit for Brian Dayball. Like, I don't know why he chose to go to this dumpster fire of a rebuild when he could have taken the Bears job with Justin Fields already there. Yeah. I mean, the Danny Dimes thing just makes no sense like that that they're taking him into another season. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. Right, because, like, how good would Danny Dimes have to do this year for them to sign him to a long-term deal and keep him? Even even if he made the Pro Bowl, even if he made the Pro Bowl, it's the third choice from the NFC. Would they sign him to an extension? I mean, I would actually, I would actually throw in, like, he he needs to broker uh, broker a piece in the Ukraine. Like, just go there and, like, hook that up. And then we could talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I. So they're going to be looking for another quarterback next year. Maybe, maybe his plan is to actually show up and take a hundred grand a game and draft Bryce Young out of Alabama, the Heisman Trophy winner, who's a sophomore going to next year. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Like, you know, go and clean house, trade Saquon for some picks and something like that. Yeah. Like, Walking. I heard. I heard the going rates a hundred k. Um. So those are the those are the coaching hires. Like I said, I think they're all they're all over the map. The only ones that really jumped out to me as I was like, oh, this is really good. Honestly, were Mike McDaniel and Josh McDaniels, and that's wasn't on purpose. I don't really like the name McDaniel like that, but it's just that how it worked. Yeah, mm, I agree with that. So as far as the Super Bowl itself goes, um, you know. There's gonna be all sorts of like X's and O's previews of the game. That's not really what we do here. Um, I will say if anybody listening is interested in my finances, we want Jamar Chase to be MVP and Cooper Cup to have five catches for 20 yards and no touchdowns. That's uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at to try to win this tournament here. So, uh, uh, Cooper Cooper needs to get his apron and he's going to be making apple pie and apple strudel 
all game. <laughs> yeah, I have you a feeling. What I'm saying. I have a feeling I'm going to get buried here. I think Cooper Cup's going to go off in this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game anyways. Uh, but before I get to my prediction, Cleve, do you have a score prediction and an MVP prediction for the Super Bowl? This is your official bet, so your official uh, predictions. Yeah. So. yeah. And and I have to preface this with, I guess, I don't know if it's the, if it's just the season being this long or the amount of work that I've had to do in the last couple of weeks, you know, waiting for the big game. I'm, I'm trying to build up ex- some excitement. I'm not at a fever pitch yet. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, my MVP is Joe Burrow. Score 28-17. So your MVP is Burrow, so I assume that you think that the Bengals are going to win. Yes. I, I, um, I have nothing against your boy, but I, I think late game pick is going to seal that for, for, for them. Well, a 28-17 Cincinnati win puts my lineup in contention to win just based on that score. So from uh, uh, your lips to, uh, I don't know, somebody's ears, whoever whoever can set this up for me, we'll, uh, we'll take it. Hey, producer Jeff, do you have an official prediction for the Super Bowl? No. All right. Jeff's prediction is no. <laughs> Got it. My prediction so- is I may not even watch the game. Sorry. <laughs> See, Jeff? No, no. He, you know what, Dave? And, and, you know, and we know we talk football and we've been doing football for God knows how long now, two seasons. I just because. All right. So I'm not a halftime person. The last time I watched the halftime was when Janet Jackson's tit popped out. That was the last that was the last one. That was the Uh, last time I watched it. Just just real quick, because it does kind of put the blame on Janet. I think Justin Timberlake exposed her. Just I know I think it I think it was a wardrobe malfunction malfunction and the nipple thing failed. I it wasn't it wasn't it it wasn't uh quality you know assured or tested. When you're wearing a nipple clamp that looks like that, you wanted someone to see it. I don't know if you wanted millions of people to see it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not saying that it wasn't on purpose. I'm just saying that we can't overlook Justin Timberlake's role of being the one to actually you know do the reveal. Well, it was like a hard snatch. No, I think he. I think the thing failed. I think. I think it failed. Okay, I'm pretty sure he just grabbed it and ripped it. Wow, I mean, it's been so, a while. It was like 20 years ago. Like we might have listened yeah, to yeah. no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. We can talk about like yeah. weapons of mass destruction next. Yeah. So to. I. So so again, I'm not a big. So I'm like I have friends that are super excited about the halftime show and the lineup and all that. I don't really, you know, it's not it's not exciting to me. I'm going to watch the game because obviously it's Super Bowl, but um I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not excited just yet. Maybe by tomorrow, maybe Friday, it'll start to build. But as of today, if the Super Bowl was tomorrow, I'll just be sitting in front of it flat. You know, I don't know why. I kind of believe, you know, I, I kind of agree with what Jeff said. Except About you are going to watch it. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna watch yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Um obviously, but it's and I think it's because I don't, don't have a dog fight necessarily. I don't hate Matthew Stafford. And if either one of these guys wins, it's a good win for them because Stafford's career is actually redemption because he's shown that he, he was, he's been capable of doing this. He just was in wasteland for, you know, 90% of his career. And then Joe Burrow to come in in two years, coming off a horrific injury to, to get this team where it is. It's, it's amazing. Um, if, if they, if the Bengals lose, it's going to be because 
Burroughs overconfident. So what I'm hearing, Cleve, is that you're basically a Sith Lord, and because you have no hatred for this game, you can't like get excitement for it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think that might be it. It's just I don't, I don't, you know, whoever bleeds first, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I just don't. Like I said, by Friday, I'll check in with you and see where I'm at. But it's like I, I, I haven't watched any of the press coverage on it. You know, like Media Day, all that stuff. And and again, last year it was like full COVID, so you right. know. Yeah, it was full. So, and I watched it last year, obviously, but I don't know. Maybe the, the the cast of characters aren't as interesting. I don't think. Well, Odell Beckham is like the fifth best wide receiver in this game, so that's not true. Fourth, he's the fourth, fourth best wide yeah. receiver in this game. Yeah, I, I can give you that. Yeah, um, which you that. tells you that we got some talent here, and that's why I think it's going to be thirty-seven to thirty-four Rams. Um, Ooh, and field goal. Matt Stafford is going to lead a game-winning TD drive under two minutes to go. There'll be 34-30. He's going to get the ball, and he's going to drive him under two minutes for the game-winning touchdown, 37-34, and Stafford's going to win the MVP. All right, let me ask you something. If, God forbid, if one of the one of the number ones go down, receivers, how does that change this game? That would actually be worse for the Rams, I think, because Cooper Cup is – so critical to what they do i think if target jamar, share wise yeah and just and just in general like okay. i think if jamar chase got hurt mm-hmm. i think higgins and boyd could pick up the slack a lot more the slack, than, okay. than odell beckham and van jefferson could reason i say that is that i don't i don't put into a a, a scenario where maybe for the first half Beckham is having the game of his life because he's just running open. He's just running open. Um, and maybe uh, Chase is being doubled or whatever, tripled or whatever it is. But I, I think that they're going to have both going to have a great game. I think Odell hasn't come this far. just not to get three passes. They're going to be asking for the. He's going to be asking for the ball. Dude. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to get, we might get like a peak Odell play. Now I don't think he's oh, got yeah. the juice that would be to go. Beautiful like 89 yards, but I, I can take a 45 yard, just quick slant, throw one move and just smoke and everybody. Best, in the line. And the best part of that Dave, is a quarterback that can get that ball on the field in yes. any big spot. Yep. If Eli could have done that. <laughs> oh, Baker. Are you kidding me? Stafford getting that ball out there like that. Oh this, my God. This that, ser- that's going to be, whew. this is a serious question. If you added Baker Mayfield's arm strength to Eli Manning's arm strength, would it be as strong as Matt Stafford's arm? No. I don't think so either. No, <laughs> I don't think uh, so either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, at that point, I'm going to hand him a, a ragu jar and I'm like, can you open this <laughs> <laughs> with no towel? Just open that. Can can you do that? Can you do that? No, I, right. I don't think so. So you had uh, mentioned that you're not you're not a halftime person. You're not excited for the halftime show. I will say that generally, I don't think the halftime show is that good, but it has gotten better recently. I thought the weekend was fine. I really like the Shakira, Jennifer Lopez, Serena, uh, immigrant-focused one. Um, Beyonce was great. So there's been a few good ones uh, lately. And Cleve, do you know what the lineup is for the Super Bowl halftime show this year? Uh, I think. Well, I know. Is it Snoop and Dre or something yeah. like that? So, so Dr. Dre is the primary uh, person Act? With, okay. with Snoop, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Mm, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, that is a fantastic lineup. And so one of my favorite things to bet on for the Super Bowl is not the game itself. I like to bet on these crazy Super Bowl prop bets that Mm -hmm. you can get 
everywhere and they tend to i like to bet about commercials okay time um and then like completely random things like what color will the gatorade that's poured on the winning coach be okay right okay those things i sort of like so the first one here that i saw that i really liked is who will be the first person to speak sing or rap during the halftime show dr dre snoop dogg eminem mary or kendrick uh, i think kendrick so it's funny i asked megan this too and she also said kendrick Kendrick mm. is the underdog. He's plus 350. He has the longest odds to be the mm. first one to speak. How did they come up with these odds? Well, it's interesting you should say that. You can estimate who's going to be who's going to be on stage for the most time, right? Who do they think mm. is going to be a like come in with a grand entrance later because obviously mm. they won't be first, right? So they'd be a little bit of a longer shot. Um and then it's connected to this other one because to me these two bets go together. So uh Cleve, you said Kendrick. Jeff, do you have a do you have a thought? I'd say Eminem come out comes out first. Okay. Eminem is third favorite, right in the middle at plus two fifty. So um, but to me it's connected to the to the other one that I really like to bet, which is what song will be played first. Mm. So from all these artists, Cleve, do you have a thought? which song will we play first i have a few listed here and of course it's going to be like this will be major hits so oh man well i'm oh man that's a tough one dude where is the game well the game's in la right and what state is la in california love yeah yeah i mean i think so california love is the favorite for obvious reasons at plus 250 mm. and if it's california love Dre is first on that song. Mm-hmm. So he'd probably be the first one to speak then, which is why he's also the favorite at plus 150. However, I'm going to bet two other things. I think the, they're going to open with Family Affair. Mm-hmm. No oh. hateration, holleration in the stancery, Mary J. Blige. Oh, okay. Because to me, yeah, like, it's it, you know, and Dre's just sort of spinning the beat behind her as she sings. Yeah. And then yeah. brings in something else. And then Mary is plus 300 to speak first. So I kind of like. I mean, I would I, I would put 150,000 on the Coachella version of Pac coming out to the California love, the hologram. Uh, that is something you can bet. So the, Get um, the fuck out of you. Really? I'm I'm not kidding. Um, I mean, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I mean, I do tell lots of jokes, so I can't say like, obviously, I'm not kidding, but I'm not kidding. So one of the bets is you can you can make is. Will one of the three following guests make an appearance? Jay Z, because Rock Nation is the co producer of the show. Yeah. Ice Cube, because it's in LA and he was in NWA. Yeah. Or the Tupac hologram. Mm. And, and of course, that'd be for California Love, right? Because you'd have to have yeah, Tupac yeah. come out to do his yep. verse. Um, yeah. I just think if they do that, they're just going to do Dre's first verse for California Love and get into something else. But my other thought is that they might open with um the next episode yeah because if you think about that beat you know and how it starts and it builds Mm up um and snoop speaks first on that because he introduces himself you know it's the d-o-double-g okay Um, you know i'm having with the d-r-e so like if that's the case then snoop would be first so what i'm going to try to do i'm going to try to find a book that will let me parlay these so i can parlay family affair with mary and next episode all right so snoop so if if it's that, do you think one of these guys rolls out in a, in a sixty four Impala? 
on three wheels onto the field? I mean, as a tribute to Easy E, that actually would not be bad. I'm just um, saying. Yeah. That that actually would not would not be terrible. Um, the only thing I think I think that Kendrick is very unlikely to be the first one to speak because I don't think his song's going to go first. I'm not going to open with "Humble." I would I would assume so. Um, so for these, yeah, but these are the sorts of things that you can you can bet on. Oh, wow. um, okay, I'll, I'll look that up. Is that on um on FD and DK? They're all over the place. Yeah, okay. so you have to Google, look around. Different sites have different have have uh okay. different ones uh jeff i do have one here for you and this is a simple over or under how many of the super bowl commercials will feature a dog over or under six and a half i i don't know how to answer this over or under i'm sorry so six and a half is the line if you think six or fewer commercials will feature a dog you would say under if you think seven or more uh commercials will feature a dog you would say over Mm-hmm. under i think um at least half the commercials are going to try to make us cry oh no um and also horses. i have a conspiracy theory about um these halftime shows since uh nibblegate i think all of these are pre-recorded now and oh, yeah 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 if something goes mm-hmm. wrong they can cut to the pre-recording part yeah. or it's like a bit of a delay or something because i don't know sometimes there's like a there's like a little bit of a satellite cut or blip or something like that it's kind of at a weird weirdly inconvenient time or something it seems like we we don't have that during the whole game but it looks like there's a cut or like a problem in the middle of the super bowl uh halftime performance like it seems a little i'm a, little, I'm not a, a conspiracy little, theorist, but a little known fact jeff is q um <laughs> oh uh so the last the last i mean i i could see it i could at least see them being on like a three minute delay so that they could really like do some editing on it if they if they absolutely had to. The last two years, there have been seven commercials that feature dogs. So the last two years, it's hit the it's hit the over. You think we're gonna get a Budweiser? Was that a Clydesdale? Anything yes. Like and so another one you can bet on is um, uh, it's horse themed horse in quotes since it's audio. Don't people right. think I'm speaking ill of this person? But um, the the prop bet is which commercial will air first the budweiser featuring the clydesdales or the frito-lay with megan the stallion mm-hmm. that's a good one because to me you know if frito-lay is going to pay megan that much they're probably going to want a prime spot which is going to be right near the front but the I, Bud, but budweiser usually goes first or near first yeah I um I'm 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 ashamed to say I I don't even know her music. I couldn't what? if you if you gave me a million dollars and said, is this one of her songs? I couldn't do it. Oh man, anybody come to see you, Otis? I uh <laughs> man Same for oh. me, but with Kendrick Lamar, by the way. Say again. And also Megan Thee Stallion. I have no idea. Oh man. Yeah, see, yeah. It, I'm see, I'm old, man. I'm I'm old, guys. Guys that listen who who's been listening to this show forever. You know, I'm I'm two years from 50 years old. Half a century. Damn. And uh yeah, I uh I would <laughs> I'm looking for like the the Hendrix hologram to come out with a burning guitar dude. Well, Megan, Megan the Stallion and I have something in common because uh 2021 we finna graduate college. 2022 oh, okay. for me, but still close. Um, okay. Same thing. No, Megan the Stallion is great. 
uh great flow good lyrics um i i like megan kendrick is amazing too jeff kendrick is like an actual like great mc Mm. he's worth listening to he's like i mean i'm sure i've heard a song or two yeah you know i just wouldn't be able to place him well he did the entire soundtrack to the black panther movie so you probably heard a couple yeah i might have heard one or two yeah (laughs) um so yeah so these those are some of my favorite prop bets but the last one i want to discuss before we get out of here is one of the best i've ever seen and i'm not even going to give you guys the odds i just want you to say yes or no cleve you're going first will snoop dogg smoke marijuana on stage during the show yes it's california jeff has he not already done this on during an nhl game yeah but i don't know but that would be good information to have did he do it during an nhl game he did i think he performed during the all-star game maybe last year and i think he he smoked last year so i would say yes wow okay so yes is plus 200 no is minus 250 that means no is a favorite a pretty considerable favorite at that i think yes too like it's kind of kind of a it's a letdown if he doesn't right (laughs) yeah like why are you there it's california bro (laughs) and if they're gonna be all california love bro that's that's what's gonna happen you know, I just, yeah, I mean, it's legal in California. What are you going to do, mm-hmm. arrest Snoop? You know, I, I don't, I, I, I don't see any way that they, that, that he doesn't, but yes, is such an underdog. Like, I didn't know the NHL thing, Jeff. Did he get in trouble for that? Yeah, I may be misremembering, though. Oh, fair enough. Oh, wait, so, so what if Snoop lights up with Goodell? What if he how, would that, how would that play? Goodell gets on stage. And, yeah. Good, no, no. Goodell, Roger Goodell, the oh, Roger NFL Goodell. commissioner, gets on say, stage. Why did I think you said like Adele? Like <laughs> no, no, I said Goodell. Roger Goodell gets on stage with Snoop and Snoop passes him a bogey. Um, Man. In California, obviously. I feel like Roger Goodell's the type that actually still thinks marijuana is like a gateway drug and calls it the hippie lettuce or something. Or probably calls it the reefer. You're smoking the reefer. So I don't like think that. I used to say it. I was like, what the fuck? I don't the think reefer. Goodell would ever say a reefer. I think it's a little too, <laughs> a little too Jamaican for him. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's what Goodell, Goodell is about. Um, I mean, okay, here we go. Here's a bet for you guys. Yes or no. Has Roger Goodell ever said the word ganja? Oh, shit. I, I don't think. No, I would say no. No. Yeah, I, mean, I would say no, too. So I don't. What about chronic? Out. What about chronic? You think he's ever said chronic? Yes, I would. I would bet all yeah. my money. Oh, he said chronic. shit. Chronic not, back but, pain. Yes, but not in the context. <laughs> right. Different context. But yes. Oh, shit. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't think he's going to get on stage and start smoking. Although if he did, I might stop booing him every time he comes on screen. Did you um changing gears a little bit to Roger Goodell? Did you did you hear what he said today? Like he, like, I guess they're investigating now the the allegations or they're taking a, a serious look at it from you know what Brian Flores uh, alleges happened with the just the tanking portion. I guess they dissected it only to that competition did, stuff. What did he say? Um, he says that they're looking into it. Obviously, if if, if there's something there, um, they're going to severely punish people or whatever. But I think the fact that the initial statement blew like blew everything off without merit and it, yeah. it was a blanket statement 
but then they just parsed out just the this this part of it. They didn't say, oh, look at the higher. And I think if I'm not mistaken, he kind of said, we're going to look into the hiring practices and later on we'll wonder why women haven't been put into this mix as well, because there were no women candidates for any assistant jobs, coordinator mm-hmm. jobs or anything. And that's actually a little strange, too, that every year he gets asked this question and he dodges it or whatever. And today he's like answering it. I don't know. Yeah, it's that first statement from the NFL was really strange because it's like a 58 page lawsuit and they released a statement like three hours. It's, it's without merit, everything in it. And it's like, how could you possibly investigate? Yeah. In three hours, everything. Yeah. It, you know, it, it just, it just, it's kind of strange. I, as much as, I mean, I, I'm obviously one of those people that's going to always watch football, you know, outside of all the shit that goes on around it and all the characters that, that, that play and, stuff that goes on. I just can't understand why we can't fix certain things. And I think it's just like living with it, man. It just becomes normal, you know? Yeah. Well, the thing is like the NFL, because it's so popular, everybody gets, uh, you know, they get so much attention and I don't have the study right in front of me. I Google it, I guess, but mm-hmm. basically for division one college football players and NFL players, they commit, all crimes except for like financial crimes at a yeah. lower rate than the male population between 18 and 34 in general. Yeah. Um, and if you uh, control for zip code of birth, it's not even close. Wow. Right. It's, it's not even close. So like, and it makes sense because generally people with these great opportunities don't throw them away by committing crimes by and large. Now, of course, what mm-hmm. happens is that because they're famous and powerful either within their college towns or in the NFL, they don't face justice as frequently as they should Ben Roethlisberger. But allegedly, but yeah, um, but as far as like an overall thing, it seems like the crimes seem to happen a lot, a lot less. And then we also have the situation here, um, with the hiring practices. The NFL obviously has some racist hiring practices, especially for their head coaches. I don't know that it's any more or less racist than the rest of the hiring practices everywhere else in the country. They spent six months on Bounty Gate. And they spent six months on on fucking Deflate Gate. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like you really like you put resources into that. Like that's crazy. But like I said, no no female candidates were up for any coordinator jobs or special assistants or anything of that of that magnitude at all. At all. Yeah. I and mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of those pieces moved around because you know all week they've been showing, oh, this team picked up a you know offensive coordinator and this team picked up a special teams person. I'm like, no, no women were even like you know interviewed. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. Yeah, it is kind of weird that we haven't had an, an uh, a female head coach in any other sports. I mean, I assume NBA would go first, mm-hmm. but like there's not like Mike McDaniel, the new head coach of the Dolphins. I mean, if you've seen this guy, like I could be, I could beat the shit out of this guy. You know what I mean? Like this is not some like former player sort of thing. I mean, this dude's a nerd. It's kind of the reason I like him mm. so much. Like he's just a giant nerd. And it's like, well, this guy ne- obviously never played or at any mm. sort of a high level. So if he's able to get to this point, like certainly there's tons of women out there that could do the same thing. So yeah. why, you're right. Why is that? Why are there not any female nerds that can coach NFL teams too? Yeah. It, it, or at least interview where we get, oh, we had eight people interview. We had two women uh, for the Vikes job. We had, you know, 
uh, two people for this job. We had someone um, who's handicapped this job. It's just, it's just not inclusive. And I think that's the, that, that's the issue. We all know what, what the problem is giving the solution yet. You know, that's the stupid part of it. Yeah, no, no. I, uh, I totally agree. I, they just need to do a much better job with all of these things. Well, Jeff, you're a hockey guy. What do you think the odds are there will be a female uh, NHL coach in like the next 10 years? Um, pretty low. They're, they had some um, female announcers in uh, like ESPN took over uh, the NHL mm-hmm. and they had some female um, play-by-play announcers, um, which was nice. But then just people on online were just awful about them. I mean, that so the one they had on ESPN did do a did not do a good job, I don't think. But they're all just like, I can't listen to that woman. That woman, that woman announcer is awful. It's like that. Just look, she's just an announcer. Say that yeah. that announcer is awful. Yeah. Don't don't point out the fact that she's a woman. Yeah. It, I mean, just, she's getting she's getting name wrong names wrong. So you know. Oh oh yeah, you got to prep. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like yeah. you gotta yeah you gotta go out there and 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 be ready to go. Um, can't go out there and, but, and but, that. but still, even if, even if it was like chance, the rapper from the SNL skit out there calling the game, I yeah. don't think they'd be like, I can't listen to this black announcer. <laughs> right. You know, right. they would just be like, I can't listen to this announcer. Like he doesn't know right. the names, but for wow. the women, they have to specify that it's the, the woman announcers. And the thing is people online are terrible, about terrible about everything. When the first wonder woman movie yeah. came out, there were people, there were men online complaining because they didn't think that Wonder Woman's uh, outfit was revealing enough. Wow. And I'm like, three things. One, who cares? (laughs) Two, like, how stunted are you that just, like, seeing Gal Gadot is not, like, enough? You know what I mean? Like, this woman is stunning (laughs) in in any context. And number three, shut the entire fuck up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, you can see this guy in his mom's basement, three control panels, and he's and he's wearing his uh, born to lose Chuck shirt. So you know, I don't know. That woman That's Wonder Woman was shit. awful. <laughs> I mean, if Monday Night Football had a season with Dennis Miller, who was calling the game like he was at a uh, like he was teaching a class, I'm like, how do you even follow that with some of the words he's using? I'm like. That guy's in the dictionary to find out what he just said. But yeah, but the real you know? problem, the real problem with Dennis Miller is that his outfit wasn't revealing enough. <laughs> that is true. It's just that as ridiculous, true. honestly. It's just as ridiculous <laughs> a thing to say. You know, I, I touche. I you know, so I actually don't pay much attention to people being nah, online. It's, um, keyboard warriors, man. They they hide it behind the keyboard bullshit. You know. Yeah. So I'm not too. Uh, too concerned about that but it is good to know that this happened and also linda cone was one of those announcers for espn and she's been uh, covering hockey since i think literally before i was born i mean like it's been it's been a long time yeah yeah she's been like on a lot of the espn 2k games right (laughs) exactly yeah like yeah. I don't remember ESPN without her. She's like Berman. Like yeah, I don't yeah, remember. yeah. Like they like founding, yeah, like the founding crew. It's crazy. Yeah. So what um, are you guys doing in Super Bowl to, to close off? Like you guys got any plans, plans or what? Well, Jeff's probably not gonna watch it, he said. So we'll we'll see. That'll make it we'll we'll have him lead the breakdown next week to uh what are you doing, Jeff? Like in I instead. Made, so I have um I have this thing where um not in order to get closer to my dad because I wasn't it's not like we weren't close or anything but like 
he watches every football game, so I'll watch okay. the football game at the same time that he does, just so we can text back and forth. You okay. Know, just as like a little extra connection with him. So I'll probably okay. watch the game. I'll just fucking around, but oh, okay, uh, okay. I won't pay attention that much. Well, I, I know you're rooting against the Bungles. Lose, you know? Yeah. Bungles. <laughs> um, it's it's gonna be just Megan and I. It's actually gonna be her birthday. Happy birthday. Um on, on, on that day? Yeah. Are you the guy that gets like the Gets like the birthday present and the Valentine's Day present in one just to spend one thing. Yes. And our dating anniversary is February 25th. So. Oh, I'll, you celebrate that too? Uh, We moved it to August 25th just so we could spread it out because my birthday is January 20th. So just so we could spread it out across the year, have something else. Uh, But uh, our what wedding you, anniversary is going to be in the summer. So we'll get the move. What do you get someone for a dating anniversary? Well, it's just the same in three thing. Weeks? Well, well, no, no. I mean like the year, but we've been together 16 years now. Oh, so wow. coming okay. up so like you know it's just a recognition of the of the year as it's passed but the wedding anniversary is going to be in the summer so let it help in the summer it. okay yep um but we're just gonna hang out and watch it megan's actually interested until cooper cup starts doing well because 80 percent of my opponents have cooper cup and i don't in this tournament so if mm. he goes for 10 150 and 2 i'm dead and she'll why be did you bet was there a reason why you went against that uh, so the it's a best ball tournament, so you have to draft against five other people in your initial oh, league. Oh, okay. So okay. you can't pick which players you want. So gotcha. I have I have Stafford, OBJ, and Van Jefferson from okay. the Rams. So if I can get four touchdowns from Stafford, split them between Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham, the cup gets you know eight catches for eighty yards. Now we're talking. I also have Jamar Chase, which not a lot of people have Chase because most teams with Chase lost. Because he didn't do much against the Titans. Gotcha. Okay. So I get to sneak Chase through. That's why I need Chase to win Super Bowl MVP and Cooper Cup did not do very much, in which case I got a shot at the 20 grand. Yeah. I mean, I had two big wins this season, 500 bucks each, and I got my taste and I was good. So I might roll, I might roll some of that bankroll into the prop bets. But when it, when the game is this big, uh, I tend to get greedy. So I'm just going to go for like the sucker stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm think I'm going to try to find a place. I really, really want to uh, parlay the next episode with Snoop being the first one to speak. I, man, that feels right, doesn't it? I mean, that if it's not California Love, next episode. Yeah. Build we shall see. All right. And by the way, I looked it up. The controversy with Snoop was not that he smoked, but that he played unedited music. Oh. What? Um, on live TV. That's at a hockey game? more. That's probably more offensive now, actually. Yeah. But they could, but they could scrap at a hockey game. That's not. That makes no sense. Um. Oh, you mean they can punch people, but they, you can't play. Yeah, like, but yeah, like, like you, you, oh shit, bludgeon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> knock a guy out, but you can't say that word. You right, can't yeah. curse here, buddy. Right, they'll give paychecks to Claude the Mew and Todd Bertuzzi, but Snoop said the N word on TV, so now it's a problem. <laughs> but yeah yeah compared to that though just rolling a blunt on stage and smoking it at the super bowl's not as bad like in terms of the fcc i don't think it's legal oh man yeah um, no, me, i mean that, he has a blunt roller on staff he would not be rolling it himself yeah yeah i think he's that large dude i'm <laughs> not gonna use his own spit kidding me <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh this is the super bowl preview for uh uh, political football here. You can always find us at MattyIceMedia.com is the website for all the podcasts on the Maddie Ice Media Network. Pretty sure our Instagram is Political Football Podcast. It's something like that. Go to Instagram, find us. 
uh, search the hour pod on Google and anywhere you find podcasts, Jeff's podcast is going to pop up. Jeff, do you have a um, headline you're using yet? No, because I uh, delayed recording of our that podcast to do this one tonight. So, and I appreciate Aww. that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, producer Jeff. Uh, well, the NFL is going to play listeners. Their, well, the uh, NFL is going to play their first ever regular season game in Germany. I don't know if that's funny enough, but it's the best I got for you. So, wow. I get you canceled. Never mind. Don't 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 make jokes. Yes, don't tell. Me, Jeff. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. Uh, anyway, so uh, thank you all listeners out there. We will be back uh, next week to wrap up the Super Bowl, wrap up this season of political football, have some announcements about uh, our off-season plans and next season and stuff like that. But uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will see you guys later. Great.